Hello and welcome to Dungeon Jedi Masters, a podcast discussing everything Star Wars 5e. My name is Todd, I've got Tegan here, and we're looking forward to jumping into hyperspace with you. Let's go! Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dungeon Jedi Masters Podcast, Season 3, Episode 18. Just Todd here today as Tegan is still away on vacation. Uh, We hope he's having a good time overseas. Uh, Welcome, everyone, to this episode. We are going to be joined by Zach, a.k.a. Risen Zed, later on the episode for a conversation with him uh, about his experience in tabletops and also specifically talk about play-by-posts, a great format of the game that uh, I truly enjoy and looking forward to that conversation. On the front end here, of course, be sure to check us out, DungeonJediMasters.com, for access to all of our content, including this podcast, our YouTube channel for video tutorials, VODs of actual plays. Check out Twitter and Instagram. Instagram has some great uh, custom NPCs, plot hooks, items, things like that. Our Twitch channels, where we do actual plays of Star Wars 5e and other uh, great tabletop content. And lastly, our Patreon. Patreon is the best way to support the content that we create. And uh, there are some benefits for those of you who do support us. We have two new Patreons uh, as time of recording this. So shout out to Tier 1 member Gentle Ben and Tier 2 member Ryan. Thank you to the both of you for that. Our latest Patreon piece there uh, was a little delayed due to Tegan's travel, uh, so hoping to have that out next week, uh, which is the Order 66 encounter that uh, we discussed last time. So we will have out with this podcast a summary uh, for that Order 66 encounter, as well as four of the sheets, the character sheets that uh, come along with that. That will be available uh, to everyone. Then when he's back, uh, we'll get the full encounter out, uh, hopefully, as I said, next week for those Patreon members at Tier 2 and 3. So a big shout out, though, a big thank you to all of those supporters. We appreciate it very much uh, so that you help us do uh, help us create this content. I believe that's everything on the front end for us. Uh, There are two new pieces of Star Wars 5e content out as well. Some new force and tech powers, as well as uh, some updates to some archetypes. Looking at the powers first, uh, we have a great collection of new powers here brought to us from the community and uh, I believe collated by Huge Human. Thank you there. Um, One thing that stuck out to me was uh, Construct Droid, a second level tech power, which, as it says, allows you to construct a droid, uh, then deployed in an unoccupied space and a design of a probe, pyro or battle droid. Uh, Look, it comes with a stat block when you cast this power and uh, has uh, varying hit points based on the style of droid that you use there. Looking at some of its actions, can make a number of attacks equal to half uh, the powers level rounded down. So I would assume if you upcast this, then you could have more powers. They have a blaster attack, a vibro weapon, so ranged melee attack. Um, And then the pyro version does have a flamethrower, because shoot a a stream of flame there, so that's pretty cool. A few other things, uh, force powers, Kinetit, there's greater and improved versions of Kinetit, which basically blasts out a sphere of compressed lightning. Uh, so an area of effect attack that does a 5d8 lightning damage, pretty substantial there on the greater version. 
So yeah, check out all those powers, uh, new powers there that are listed on the subreddit. The other update was the archetype updates for the lethality practice, the operative subclass, and then path of Corsair, which is for sentinels. So the main updates there with the lethality practice, it made some changes to some things where it interacted with poisons and disguise, made some adjustments there to better synergize with the core features because the system has kind of gone through these updates. So uh, that's the big thing there. And then with Corsair, that main update is that it focuses more on explosives because Sentinel in general now supports blaster weapons at its core. So there was a little bit of uh, overlap there. So they made some adjustments for that. So you can check out the full updates uh, to both of those on the Star Wars 5B Reddit as well, and then likely rolled into the expanded content sections of the website. All right, let's bring Zach in for a conversation with him on his background in tabletops, as well as play-by-post campaigns. All right, everyone, we have Risen Zed, aka Zach, here with us today to talk about Star Wars 5E and play-by-posts. Welcome, friend. Hey, Todd, how are you doing today? Doing well. Glad to have you back. I know uh, you were with us a bit ago as we talked about Star Wars books, I think was the last conversation we had. So yeah, uh, but yeah, so this play by posts are such a great format for uh, running a tabletop game. And we'll get into that a little bit more. But let's uh, remind people of your background with tabletops and Star Wars 5 and whatnot. How did you first get into TTRPGs? Well, um, I remember I was walking through the basement of one of the dormitories at college with my girlfriend and she was like, Hey, I got to go. Uh, one of our friends is running a D and D game for us. And I was like, what the hell is that? So this was like sophomore year of college. And she's like, do you want to come? And I'm like, sure. So we, we came along. I made a character. I think I made a barbarian. Um, On the and fly. we just, yeah, on the fly, and and just like I had heard the words Dungeons and Dragons and tabletop RPGs before, but I hadn't put it together that it's basically just like playing pretend but with rules, and it was amazing. And I was immediately like, "This need I need to do this more often." And so I started uh, playing more games, started running games eventually, and then yeah, it's basically just my life outside of work now. That's awesome. I love that story. So, so uh, was that fifth edition? That was fifth edition. Okay. So the, our friend that was running it, this was her first experience, uh, sorry, their first experience with fifth edition. So they had, they had just got the book. They had never ran it before. They'd never even played it before. And so they just kind of threw us in. Um, we were all learning together. Had they, did they have previous experience with other systems? Yeah, so, okay. so it was just, just a very, 5e. Yeah, very quickly I learned like, oh, these are 3.5 rules that they were using in place of some of the 5e rules. Yeah. Got it. Cool. Making the switch. Yeah. 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 Very cool. Cool story though. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, you know, I, I know and, and anyone else that knows you a little bit probably knows that you have a quite uh, in-depth calendar of uh, tabletop uh, <laughs> events and things like that. And, and one aspect of that we'll talk to a little bit more here. Um, so outside of 5e, uh, obviously, uh, well, t touch on how you got into Star Wars 5e. Um, yeah, so uh, a few years later, different college, I transferred. Uh, my wife and I are, uh, we are living in Washington, D.C. with a, a bunch of people uh, doing internships. It's like our last semester of college. 
Um, so we're doing internships. We're living together in a house. Um, and there's three other people there that are like, hey, you guys play D&D? We're like, yeah. And I was like, I'll run something for us. And so I ran a little game of regular 5e. And then we were like, we want to do something else. And so I was like, man, it'd be really cool if there was like an up updated Star Wars D&D. And so we started Googling and we found Star Wars 5e. And I didn't really get, get very involved um, with it until like I started my job. Um, this is kind of funny. And this will tie into the play-by-post stuff later. But um, started my job, started working in an office. Um, and anyone that works in an office will tell you, you're not working all the time. Right. So you, you have Discord open if it's not like blocked or something. And I was just on the Star Wars 5e Discord and helped answer questions and do stuff like that. And now, now I, guess, I guess I'm still moderator. Yeah. I, so got into Star Wars 5e pretty heavily there. Nice. Super cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, you find, find a, a way to fill in that downtime. And, and I think, you know, similar on my end, uh, as far as getting involved, I, I think with it was, mm-hmm. yeah, I've got time on my hands and, and, uh, you know, get into that. So, yep. Outside of uh, 5e, Star Wars 5e, uh, what else uh, do you get into system-wise? Uh, and, and anything else that stands out, have a current favorite, if it's not 5e or something? Um, well, you got me into uh, Savage Worlds and Deadlands, which is very fun. I'm running a game of, those, of that. Um, I also do really like the Star Wars Saga edition, which is made by Wizards of the Coast. It was uh, based on 3rd edition. Um, I am playing some masks, which is a lot of fun, uh, which is a power by the apocalypse system. Um, if I had to name a current favorite, oh man, that's tough. Uh, I'd say it's probably Savage Worlds at the moment. Nice. Yeah. But that could change at any time. Right. Yeah, I think it depends on, uh, you know, sometimes it just comes and goes. And, mm-hmm. and uh, to be honest, I haven't played. Um, I haven't played a lot of 5v lately. It's been a little bit of other systems. And, and I think, you know, kind of have had that itch to just go back and, and even like traditional 5v outside of Star Wars 5v and, and just get back into it. Feel that yeah, out. So especially with the new playtest stuff they're putting out. Some of it seems some of it I'm against, but some of it seems very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, you know, that's, we definitely mentioned this uh, often, I think, on the podcast in general, that you can mix and match, uh, especially, and the reason I like to bring up the question about other systems is because I'm a, a big proponent of borrowing mechanics from other systems and bringing over to what you're playing. So, yes, Dungeon Jedi Masters, we focus on Star Wars 5e, but is there things you can borrow from Savage Worlds or PBTA, et cetera, et cetera. So always just find ways to, you know, make improvements at your table. So yeah, absolutely. I agree. So let's talk about play by posts. Fantastic format of the game here. Uh, play by posts is a text-based way to run a campaign, run a tabletop RPG. Would you add anything to that definition, Zach? Yeah. So um, I always get the question when I introduce someone to play by posts, like, what is that? Do you all still get together and play? And you can, um, you can have like play by post sessions, but generally play by post means asynchronous. So 
you're always kind of playing. It's always going on in the background. And, you know, if it's a role play moment, you can jump in. It's your turn in combat. You come up. Um, but it's a good way to always be playing TTRPGs. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think, um, you know, and as we said, it, it's text-based. So um, right now, uh, the only format that I've used is Discord. Discord, I think, is a pretty good format or, or tool uh, for running a play-by-post, especially with multiple channels, because um, then you could separate content if you wanted one for discussion, one for just the RP, uh, one for dice rolls, whatever, keep things clean. Um, yeah, absolutely. And then it, what other formats have you used? I know there's like forum-based. and Yeah, well, so uh, this is from a story from uh, a much older RPG player than I am, but play-by-post actually the the term comes from when people would send letters to each other okay so it actually started there um interesting but now now uh in the like early 2000s it was all forum based Mm -hmm. um so like we didn't have you didn't have tools like discord so you just you know yeah whether it was a, a text forum or something like that i'm not really sure how all that worked because i was like 10 but um but yeah, so now basically just running on Discord. A few of my games, I have um, Roll20 forums set up for the in-game, in-character stuff. And also we use uh, battle maps there too. Um, Any specific reason for having it on that platform? Uh, it's just, it's the, I think it's, really, it's just pretty easy to have it there. Um, I, I recently got a Foundry subscription, um, but like Roll20 is free. Um, and so I think that's part of the big draw. The forums are, they're okay. Uh, they have good formatting. Uh, they have dark mode now, which is nice. So there's, it's, it's a matter of, I don't think it's even preference. I think it's just a matter of it's the way that I've always done it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Definitely. Like I said, I, I've only utilized discord, um, Mm -hmm. but I do think that works great uh, with the organization there, things like that. So yeah, so so play by post, as we said, it's this text-based format of playing a game. Like pretty much everything else is the same. You will have a GM, someone who will facilitate the game, and you will have your players. Uh, you create characters and get into it. Um, you know, generally, as I kind of mentioned, uh, the way I run some of mine uh, is separate those channels. So you have a channel for the group to have discussions. So basically, out of character chat, uh, you have an in character chat, which is all RP, and generally you'll. Uh, utilize special formatting for things. So um, the way I do this is just plain text is is just kind of descriptions, actions. Um, bold with quotes is when you're, a character is speaking. And then italicized for me is like internal thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's my formatting. I've seen it where, you know, maybe you're using parentheses or something else. There's different ways to do that. And I think uh, what's important there is just um, to be consistent uh, so all players make sure you're consistent in using that formatting because then it helps when you are you know reading other people's posts uh, you know it, you know the bold always is someone talking so you so it's consistent there and, and things like that um, and then also I have a separate channel for dice rolls because that can get pretty spammy um, mm-hmm. in anything like that uh, yeah especially during combat you'll have a lot going through there 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, anything on formatting wise uh, in your experience that that you would mention? Yeah, so I think I think the same person uh, got us into play by post. I believe that's Storm Chaser on the Stars Five E server. Um, so that was his his idea of format was bold for speaking, okay. you know, regular text and then italics, uh, and that's pretty common from what I've seen. Um, I've seen other people include out of character stuff in parentheses, like you said. Um, my preference is, yeah, separating a model like that. So if you have, you know, in-character stuff stays in the in-character chat, absolutely no uh, out-of-character or metagame discussion in that channel. Right. You have other channels for that. And that way you have this thread of pure in-character story basically mm -hmm. happening right there. And that's that's really nice. I I've spent you know, hours going back and reading through uh, some of my games just to see what my players have done and and read some stuff that happened. And it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I it's think really that's nice. that's the really cool thing about that. And, and to your point about, you know, definitely for me as well, I'm really adamant on no non-RP chat in that channel and, and in, in my personal server. And then with the play-by-post game we have uh, with Dungeon Jedi Masters that Tegan runs, you know, the RP channel, the narrative channel is available to everyone. So everyone can see that. Mm -hmm. um, and and yeah, you can read along and, and take part in the story, you know, like as if you were a viewer to an actual play, you know, this is kind of an actual play in text format. You can read it, you know, at mm -hmm. your own pace. So yeah, yeah super cool um, aspect there. Uh, you know, I kind of jumped past this. I think I should have mentioned this at the top, but uh, how many play-by-post games are you involved in currently? <laughs> Let me count them really quick. Um, okay, And then one... and give us the split of uh, playing and running. Yeah, so I'm playing in one, uh, two, three, four, five. Is it just five now? One, two. Yeah, it is just five. Playing um, in five, and, okay. Yeah, and then I am running two. Okay. So I have downsized in recent in recent months. Yeah, I think um, you're I think you're up to twelve double digits I was at one up, point. Yeah, I was up to like playing eleven and running four or something like that. And then some of you know, it, and that's the thing with play by post is that you have more time to spread yourself out, um, play in different games, do different things, learn different systems, things like that that's the main selling point is that you have time. Um, right. You're not right there at a table in the moment, having to figure out having the stress of like, Oh crap, I have this ability. But what does it do? Flipping through the book, trying to figure things out like that, but you have time. There's no, there's no like immediacy to it. There's no schedules. Uh, and I think that's, you know, I've had, you know, time zones don't matter. You could have somebody on the other side of the world and, you know, because you are, I think the the standard is, you know, good play by post posting etiquette, I think is about like once a day, once a day at the minimum. Yeah, you probably see a little bit more than that because people get excited to play. But mm -hmm. I think at the minimum, it's it's good to try and check in at like once a day. So if you have somebody that is, you know, super different time zone, that's not a big deal. And as long as they check in and, you know, just making sure that uh, in a situation like that, too, um, even, you know, I've seen this in somewhere you've got say like three East coasters, and then you've got a Pacific time. Mm. Um, you know, sometimes yeah. there's some momentum by those three people that are at the, and then the other person doesn't catch up till they can. And you have to make sure that you don't, you know, steamroll and, and uh, you know, those people, those people that are outside of those, you know, 
kind of group uh, exactly. times get left behind. So definitely yes. something to consider. Yep. I have a, in, in my primary one, the first, the really the first one that I started running, um, it's a D&D 5e game, though we have a, a bunch of house rules in it. Um, it's my own setting, uh, but it's, we have, um, I think most of the players are from North America. We have one player that lives in Japan, or he lived in Japan. Um, and now, and we have a player that lives in Germany. And so, um, actually Tegan plays on that one and him being on vacation right now, we're, there's a, there's a lot of discussion happening. And then I, I come in and I say, Hey, we've talked a lot. Let's wait for Tegan to catch up or let's wait for, you know, Kyle, who's in Germany. Let's wait for, um, let's wait for everyone to, to have a moment to breathe. Right and have a moment to check in and like read what's going on, especially, especially when like another character speaks to or mentions a mm -hmm. character of theirs. That's they're not in the threads right now. They're not participating because they're asleep or on vacation or, you know, other things like that. I really, the most important thing about having something as kind of disparate as play by post is to really communicate and really get to know your players and talk with them. Um, and it gives you an opportunity to. It's really nice having that space, having the time to discuss everything. Uh, it lends for, you know, a better community at the table. You can get really deep into the, to the role-playing aspect and have really well-fleshed-out characters. Um, and you know what your characters can do because you've been playing them and they haven't changed much. Because the other thing about play by post is that it's pretty slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna touch on the 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 RP aspect of it. For me, when I I think my first play by post was um, was a Star Wars Five E game that a few of us uh, that Storm Chaser ran, and um, I like I loved love my character still love my character that i that i created for that and and you know this was a character that like i had a heavy heavy attachment to and you know there's this incident you know the the famous uh lightning around the corner um <laughs> for, for those that know um that like you know potentially could have lost the character and i was like oh man that would have really really hurt but play but what i learned during that game because we, you know, because you have that time to process your reactions, your your conversations, your input, etc., um, it often, you know, unless you are an amazing improver and things like that, um, but but even then, it gives you the time to sit and think through that. I always I'm going to the thesaurus all the time, so like I I think <laughs> I've improved as a writer a little bit because you know it's given me opportunity to take time. Like you're not gonna sit there at the live table and be like, hang on, I don't want to say that word. Let me look up an alternative, right? But your uh, your writing can be a little more illustrative and things, um, and it's just so awesome to to see. And then when other players do it as well, um, yeah, I, I think that's fantastic and. Mm -hmm. The other thing though, as you said, the, the slow, both from a sense that in game, like we're, our, we're playing a Deadlands game on my server. And I think we've, in game, I think we've covered maybe three days and we've been playing it for, you know, months. I don't even know how long it's been. It's been a yeah. long, long time. Um, Let me check my uh, main game really quick. Cause we have a calendar. So in game, you know, it definitely goes slow in that regard just because of the pace, um, which is fine. But then also sometimes 
And we'll touch on this here in a second about player pace, I guess we call it. Um, my main game uh, has been running for, uh, would it be, I think it's two years um, as of like the, as of mid-August. Okay. And it has been approximately 35 days in game. <laughs> One month. Yeah. So, well, yes. Yeah. 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 A, yeah that's basically funny. a month of real time for the game and it's been going for two years right and they've leveled up twice nice uh so like they really know their characters inside and out not just mechanics but also personality mm -hmm. I, I have one character that speaks that like speaks in an australian accent and does all sorts of slang and like is just it's just hilarious to read and he has time to do that because he can take take right. the time to look up different slang for things like that and like figure out what he wants to say and it's perfect it's great I that's love awesome. seeing stuff like that. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, it's fine. You can you can do time jumps in your play by post, of course. I mean, you can do time jumps in your your live games, you know. So it's not to say that you know you get in a play by post and you're you know you're gonna crawl. Obviously, that's dependent. But I think just the nature of of the style of play, you know, it, it does lend to that a little bit. Um, touching on that in regards to like gameplay itself, not in world, but um, I think that's another challenge of play by post is keeping them going. Um, mm -hmm. you know, you can get into a lull and then a lull turns into a dead spot. And then all of a sudden you haven't touched your game in a couple months. Like, you know, that's, I think very real possibility sometimes. And it takes everyone involved, players, GM, everyone to, to get in there. Any thoughts on that of how to kind of keep that, that momentum? Yeah, so I have had games that have died. Um, like I said, I was running four. Um, now I'm only running two. And and it wasn't anyone's fault. Like, I think, I think just it does take everyone being dedicated to making the game work. Um, and I think the best thing for the GM to do, if you're the if you're the game master, you're running the game. I think the best thing is to continually check in. Um, and when you check in, don't just say, don't just say things like, Hey guys, like just checking in or something like that. Like ask questions, uh, ask questions, meaningful to the moment um, of the story. So, you know, the last thing that was posted in the thread was someone, uh, someone asking a question, like, is anyone going to respond to this? Um, in character ask, yeah. yeah yeah and then you respond yep ask specific questions to get them thinking about their characters and and the game and i think that that works that works wonders when i remember to do it um and then and, and i think to that point you know about you as the gem you know one thing sometimes even i'll just hit up in chat and i'll say poke poke and that's mm -hmm. enough to to get people going right like i i love though um your suggestion there and i think i would do that more often is is try to um have questions that would generate uh activity but i think at the same time you can just be like you know a quick check-in i think can be fine um mm -hmm. yeah. you know but also on the other side as players players can do the same sometimes the gm sometimes i as a gm need a poke as well so oh, yeah. if a player is like hey what's going on like that's fine sometimes i just you know you know i need the reminder as well so i think as we said at the beginning of this kind of this part of the conversation is that everyone needs to be involved to help with that momentum 
Um, yeah, I think so too. I think, yeah, the really big, like I said uh, a little bit ago, the big part of it is communication. Always be, you know, checking in with your players, with the GM. I think uh, even being communicative of things that are going out, things that are going on outside of the game, like, uh, you know, I'm going on vacation or, hey, guys, been really low the last few, the last few days. I'm struggling to, you know, struggling to care or something like that, you know, when depression hits or you've got a lot of stuff going on with other people in your life or work is really busy. Just don't feel bad. Don't feel bad about that kind of thing and come and say like, I'm sorry, I've not been posting. Just say, Hey, this is what's going on. I'll do my best to post in a, in a, in a day or so. And no one's going to get mad at you for that. Yeah. It's good to give that heads up. Uh, cause I think what you don't want to do is, is just go radio silent. Right. Cause then, yes. you know, I mean, you're probably going to get reached out. Someone will reach out and say, you know, check in hopefully, but yeah, you know, giving those heads up, I think is great. And that helps just, you know, in those moments where a lull might present itself, um, you know, you figure out how to deal with that. Uh, maybe, you know, if a player, you know, has to step away for vacation or something else, maybe, you know, there's something that can be worked out in the story, you know, bring it to a moment before they leave. And then it's like, all right, well, they've, you know, they've taken off on vacation in game as well, kind of a thing or whatever. So, yeah. Uh, any general thoughts on if, if you wanted to get into, if you wanted to run a play by post, um, you know, what, what would be your kind of initial tips or thoughts, things to think of for somebody that has not done it before? Yeah. So the first thing I would say is that if you, if you've thought about it, and you're like, hey, I really want to play this and just having an idea sitting in your brain over and over and over again, just jump into it. Find your, find your players, make a discord. And at the beginning of it, be as, you know, do as much on the formatting side as you want. Um, make those channels, get the dice bots in, uh, get all that done. And really character creation doesn't need to happen in a day don't expect them to be done in a day give people time um because i mean because it's a big expectation and let the and let players know especially if they're new to play by post too kind of lay out expectations um just like you would have a session zero uh in an in a live play game mm -hmm. uh have those talks um, find people who are excited to play. Um, don't, you know, play by post is not the format for the person that you dragged into playing who didn't, who wasn't really sure and didn't really want to not saying that can't be a good experience, but it's really hard to get people to, to play that way. I think yeah, that applies that are, across the board, even with live plays. Yeah. A player that's didn't really want to be there. It, it comes off pretty quickly. Mm. So, yeah. But yeah, just just dive in. I, you're gonna make mistakes. You're gonna, you know, accidentally delete a channel or something like that. You're gonna do some dumb stuff. Just jump in. Uh, it's it's a great way to just dazzle your friends with like, how often do you play D and D? I'm playing D and D right now. Yeah, every every day, every moment, mm -hmm. basically, you know, because because that uh, you have that opportunity. So absolutely. And then the other. The other thing I would say for for GMs, if you're if this is something that you're nervous about, um, play by post prep is 
much easier than live play prep, I think, because you, again, you have more time. Yeah. You can come up with ideas over time. You don't have to be right there at the table trying to respond to your, your players, batshit shenanigans. Like um, you have time to, to think about what you want to do and how you want to respond, how the world reacts, you know, things like that. And so I, I find it, way easier to run play by post games than I do live games. Yeah. I mean, control F man, like mm -hmm. you can go and search stuff. That is, that's just one little cool aspect of, of the format there. Definitely a different energy of feel than a live game. A live game has yeah. its own thing and I love a live game, but I think, you know, if, if, if you just have an itch to scratch for more games, I think this is a great opportunity to do that because, because of the way that you can basically play it whenever, uh, you mm -hmm. know, it's, it's, it's there. So anything else, if you haven't kind of already mentioned it, but like, what would be, uh, something that is, uh, I wish I would have known that when I started anything different there. Um, I think I really wish I would have known, like when I started playing play by post, I wish I would have known how deep the players would dig. Um, cause I create my own worlds for this sort of thing. And so like, my like i was just creating a space for my players to play basically and they were like hey how does the afterlife work in this world how do like these intricate super intricate details that i'm sure like a lot of live play gms you know have thought of and and right. do that and like have that crazy world that they've set up i don't i can't do that on the fly that's a failing of me um but like having the time to sit down and do that is great and play by post has afforded me that and i really wish that i would have known that going in i could have prepared better now after two years like we're, we're moving along we're doing good mm -hmm. but it was it was a stressful thing for me at the beginning to have to like oh yeah i should have thought about that stuff right but i think i think as you said though play by post affords you the time to do that research you know like i've i've absolutely done plenty of research with play by post because something came up a question happened and you know i don't know so i'll go look it up and and you have that time to do so so yep. yeah awesome any other last thoughts on you know play by post in general or, or you know any tabletop in general it's fun come do it i mean especially if you've got like an office job where you find yourself you know bored a lot Give yourself something to do in your off time. I mean, if you have Discord open already all the time, you've already you're already like a quarter of the way there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think I uh, might have mentioned a little bit. I think it's a great way to learn new systems as well, mm -hmm. uh, to to an extent, because you you know again that at your own pace, uh, you know, figure out those rules as you go, kind of a thing. Because I've done that a couple times with some systems. We've we've kind of learned the system through play by post, and it's great because then you can have those conversations. So that'd be another thing to touch on there. But yeah, so yeah, definitely. I I echo that. Uh, start or join a play by post if you have the opportunity uh, to do so. I think uh, there's lots of benefits uh, in in trying it out at least once for sure. So Zach, as always, a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on and having this discussion. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been great. Absolutely. And uh, you know, look forward to maybe something else down the road. Yep. All, All right. right. Thank you. All right. Fantastic conversation. Always great to have Zach on. I look forward to another one down the road. 
If you are running a play-by-post game or want to run a play-by-post game, uh, you know, reach out with any other questions that you may have on the topic or let us know about your play-by-post game. Always love to hear uh, stories about that from the community. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a great format and I think everyone should at least uh, give it a try. That is everything for our episode today. Thank you again to all of our listeners and followers. Uh, we appreciate it very much. Don't have anything planned yet for our next episode, so just keep an ear out, and uh, we'll see you on that next one. May the force be with you.